You're listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast, where you'll hear the stories and interviews of everyday millionaires. We'll unveil their decisions, their strategies, and their current portfolio allocation. Now to your hosts, Clark Sheffield and Jace Mattinson. Welcome to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast. This is episode 64. Last week's episode, we had Jude, who had a great story of going from homeless to multi-millionaire. His net worth is over $5 million. He's got holdings in small business and real estate and various other ventures. So if you're interested in that, go check out that episode. That was with Jude. Next week's episode is going to be with Joe from Stacking Benjamins. Yes, the award-winning show, Stacking Benjamins. Joe is a former financial advisor. We discuss on the episode who needs one. We talk about money management for the 21st century. We also get into using technology for your finances and how to utilize various apps and technology to help you with your finances. We also have a discussion with Joe about his show and where he is going with his show and where things are headed with the Stacking Benjamins podcast, which is a very, very popular show. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it on iTunes, leave a review. We appreciate that. We appreciate hearing feedback. If you'd like to be on the show, if you have a net worth of of a million or more or close to a million, uh, let us know. We'd love to have you on and and talk about your story and your allocation of of your money and investments and kind of help teach all of us. So our email is millionairesunveiled at gmail.com. Furthermore, we have some multifamily investment opportunities. So if you're an accredited investor and interested in multifamily syndications, multifamily investment opportunities, feel free to reach out. We have a a long track record of success with high returns, and uh, we'd love to have you on board, have you as as an investor, and and we'd love to set up a call and, and give you more information. On today's episode, we have an interview with Chris Hogan, special guest Chris Hogan, who just came out with a book called Everyday Millionaires. And in this book, they did a study of over 10,000 millionaires. They were interviewed by a third party. And some of the key takeaways uh, that we'll get into in the interview and from the book, Clark and I had the opportunity to to meet with Chris a few months ago at FinCon and and just discuss with him a little bit about his book and, and the findings in it. Basically, anyone can do it. Any income, any type of background, and I think that's been uh, held true on our show. You know, we've talked to a, a plumber, we've talked to a custodian, we've talked to a teacher on various and people on various incomes, various levels of debt when they started, and they've all been able to reach millionaire status. One thing interesting from from Chris's book was the top three uh, professions that they found were engineer, accountant, and teacher. If that gives you any indication if you're if you're going to be heading to, to college, maybe think about you know some sort of profession uh, that, that's going to inspire you to, to do great things. But also, if you have the goal of becoming a millionaire, maybe think about these these professions: engineer, accountant, and teacher. And one of the last things is it takes time to become a millionaire, and it takes discipline, and it takes execution. Yeah, I think I think great advice. And in, in the later chapters of his book, chapter six through ten. He talks about how millionaires take responsibility, they practice intentionality, they're goal-oriented, they're hard workers, and they're consistent. And so all five of those things are things that we notice when we interview our millionaires. They obviously take responsibility, they're intentional about what they're doing with their money, 
They're intentional about their finances, about their careers, about their family, about spending time where they want to spend time. They set goals. They're hardworking and they're consistent. They have a plan and they and they stick to it. They don't get discouraged. And even if you know something happens one month, they keep going. They keep moving forward. So a good read from from that book and a fun interview to have Chris on the show. So without further ado, let's get into today's interview with Chris Hogan. Chris, you've got a new book coming out called The Everyday Millionaires. Do you want to just give us a little bit about that book and kind of the synopsis of it? Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm very excited about this project. Uh, we conducted the largest study of net worth millionaires that's ever been done. We studied over t major inconsistencies with who we think millionaires really are versus what they are. And so Everyday Millionaires is kind of a result of those findings. It's so exciting, guys, uh, to look at this and to understand that the American dream is actually alive and a well. And it's available for people if they know what steps to take and how to get there. That's awesome. How long did it take you all to kind of go through this study and complete it? Oh, man, this is a massive research project. So it was uh, every bit of a year and a half, all totaled, getting the information in, walking through it and really reaching out into all across the country. And so we didn't want to do something small. We wanted to do the biggest one that's ever been done. And how did the project kind of originate or come about? Well, you know, my first book, Retire Inspired, it was really trying to point people in the right direction on how do you plan for retirement? Well, in looking at it, you know, also people are taking steps. People have been listening and walking through the process and building wealth. And so we all know the book Millionaire Next Door uh, by Thomas Stanley. Fantastic book. I read it years ago. But I started wondering, have things changed? Have things in America gotten better or has it gotten worse? And so it really started to me on this journey of asking some questions, and I really wanted to find out. What are, what are some of the common myths that you kind of went about studying about millionaires in the book? Yeah, well, you know, looking at it as you talk and you understand kind of what's going on in America today is wealth possible. And as you start to find out that it is possible, I wanted to know what's holding people back. And I started thinking about myself growing up, you know, that I had some preconceived notions. You know, uh, uh, two of the biggest myths that we busted were people thought uh, that wealthy people inherited all of their money. Family, you know, they were in the lucky DNA club being born into the right family. But here was the truth that we found. Only 21 percent of millionaires received any inheritance at all. Only 21 percent. So that means 79 percent of millionaires received nothing at all. And then of the people that did get an inheritance, 16% inherited more than $100,000. So in our minds, we think, wow, millionaires are just handed this. No, millionaires are people that worked hard and got focused, and most of them were first-generation wealth. So they built wealth themselves. So that was the big one. The inheritance is a lie. The next one was that millionaires have high-paying jobs. Now, growing up as a young man in Kentucky, I would have thought inheritance was the number one way people were building wealth or that they had to have high paying jobs. But here's the reality, guys. One third of millionaires never had a six figure household income in a single working year. Now, let me repeat that. One third of the millionaires that we studied never had a six figure income in a single working year. That means the average millionaire is a regular man or woman working a regular job. Uh, that was mind blowing for me uh, to look and understand that, hey, it's not the CEOs, the CFOs or the C-suite people. These are everyday people that are working the process. Yeah. And I, I think that's super interesting. You hit on the inheritance piece that that even those that, 
inherited money, that's not what made them a millionaire, right? Uh, they, they didn't just get 1.5. I mean, occasionally it happens, but very, very rarely. No, you're absolutely right. And the thing that we found, too, was only 3% of the millionaires inherited enough that would have caused them to become millionaires. Okay, so only 3%. So the inheritance is a myth and a lie. And we have to get rid of the myths, I think, because if you start to believe a lie long enough, you, what you start to think is that now because you didn't get an inheritance, you can't do it. And that's false. And I want people to know that and believe that so they can start to take control of their future. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that's consistent with what we've done. We've interviewed about 60 so far, and I think only one or two have inherited money and, and one had a big inheritance. So very, mm -hmm. very small. Let's go to go to back to this income piece. I mean, it's crazy when you think, OK, someone had a not crazy, but, you know, it stands out when you think, OK, someone has a 30 year working career and they never reached six figures. Right. But yet they were still able to to get to a million dollars or more. That's right. I mean, hearing that and looking at it, you know, I knew it was possible having worked in the banking world. I would have thought the income was a little bit higher, to be honest with you. Uh, but realizing that most of them didn't hit six figures, that meant that it's not about how much you make. You know, it's that's a lie. It's about what you do with what you make. And when you don't have debt around your neck or stealing from your income, what you can do is put that money to work for you. And I think that's important for Americans to hear, to realize that this dream is still available. What you need is the right information and the right guidance, and then the consistency, really staying focused. Yeah, I agree with you. We interviewed a, a few weeks ago, we interviewed a custodian out in California. I think it was under, Jay's correct me if I'm wrong, under 50,000 his entire career. Yep. And and he's older and he, and he stayed with the same job, worked there for 30 plus years. And it was inspiring to just hear you know, to, to some people that might be a, a little bit of money and, and how can right. he make it and how did he stay focused? But it's incredible. You know, he's over a million dollars making $45,000. No. I, and, and that to me is motivating because now if you have someone, you know, the average income in the United States right now is hovering around 52 to 55,000. You hear about a custodian. You hear about someone. We all went to elementary school and middle school and you saw custodians working in, in that in that place to think that that's an individual that regardless of their job, regardless of their income, they were able to stay focused and be consistent and reach millionaire status. That's fantastic. To me, that's that is the American dream. Yeah, I agree with you. And and it, it, I mean, it was humbling. I, I said to him, hey, do you feel like you've sacrificed? You know, you, you become a millionaire, but many people might look at you and be like, oh, I couldn't live, you know, off of forty thousand dollars my whole life. And he said, no. And, and his message was simplicity, right? Yes. He was frugal and he focused yes. and he, he learned, he continued to learn, he continued to invest. And anyway, just an amazing story. So you mentioned one of the things that really stood out to you that was different was this, this never making a hundred thousand. What else stood out to you in the book? You know, obviously you've been around money for a long time and investing. What else did you learn from the study or while writing the book that you said, wow, like, you know, that's new to me that stood out. Yeah, I, I think, you know, really digging in and, you know, there are several other myths in there that I will I hit on. But just the reality of just people being consistent, you know, working day in and day out uh, in, in looking at it and in this research, I also found the top three millionaires, right? The top three occupations. This one blew me away. Uh, the first one was number one was engineer. Number two was accountant. But I wasn't ready for number three. It, based on our research, the number three occupation of the millionaires we studied was teachers. Wow. Teachers, you know, and, and we all know teachers are, are, are underpaid, uh, undervalued. 
but a very essential America. But to think that these are people that were very focused, and again, going back to the word consistency, where they were always using their 403B, putting money in, right, time after time, getting themselves out of debt. And and as we talk about this, guys, I, I, I mentioned the word net worth, right? Because what we're talking about is what you own minus what you owe. And so looking at that balance sheet of you get someone that's consistent in putting money into their 403B or 401K, and then they're also attacking and paying off their home. Well, if they've got a four or $500,000 house and they get $500,000 in their 403B over 25 to 30 years, from a net worth perspective, that puts them right there at millionaire status. So people need to know that it's possible and it's available. You know, and to see, you know, uh, regular everyday people make this decision for themselves and really start to turn it around. So another thing that jumped out at me were some of the stories. I mean, the stories are amazing where you have people that come from less than nothing, people that were homeless at one point in time. Um, I talked to a lady that had a million dollars in debt at one point, but was able to turn it around. And now she has a net worth of one point five million. So it's possible regardless of where you are and your circumstance, you just have to make a decision. Yeah, and you have to be intentional about it, right? You I really mean- do. You really do. And I, I'm, I'm glad you hit on that word because the intentional part, I think, is one of the one of the biggest takeaways from the book. We dug in and we were finding some key attributes, right? What are attributes of people that are, are millionaires? What do they do? And I'm going to tell you, walking through it, here, here, are the, here are the five that jumped out. The first is average millionaires take personal responsibility. They make, they know where they are, they're responsible for it, and they have that mindset. Number two, they practice intentionality with their finances, meaning money doesn't slide through their fingers. They're making decisions about it and they're very intentional month in and month out. Number three, millionaires are also goal oriented. They set a path for themselves and they keep all their actions targeted in that direction. Number four, they're hard workers, which is no surprise. And number five, hits on the word you guys were just talking about. Millionaires know that wealth building takes consistency. And so looking at these five, I want people that are reading the book to realize you can make decisions to put yourself on that path using those five attributes. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And and it's been interesting as, as we've interviewed millionaires and you obviously share the same sentiment. It doesn't matter whether these people are making 40, 50,000 or 250,000 or 500,000 or if their net worth is 200 or or 1.2 and they focus on these things and and consistently do it. They really do. And it's not an accident that they hit millionaire status. You know, it is not an accident. It was a decision that they made. And so, you know, I'm glad you brought up the income side because as a, as a financial coach, I've worked with pro athletes, entertainers and musicians. And so, you know, if you believe the, the myth that you have to make a high income, I'm telling you, I've worked with people that were making three and 400,000 a year, but they were living paycheck to paycheck. You know, they weren't building wealth. They weren't making decisions. They were spending every dime that came into their hands. Yeah. We know that the Ramsey personalities and Dave Ramsey himself are super big on budgeting. From this study and, and from talking to all these millionaires, how many of them tracked their net worth? And do you think that's key to some of their success in tracking it month over month or year over year? Oh, I, I'm telling you, all of them were tracking it. They were looking at it. And budgeting was not just this thing that you do for these millionaires. It was a way of life. You know, they wanted to make sure that the money that was coming in had a destination. They were sending it somewhere. And so uh, it, it was a habit that they had established. 
you know, walking through. And even people that were have a net worth of four and five million dollars, they were still intentional with their budgeting. And so that to me also lets Americans know that, hey, this is something you need to learn. You know, budgeting is not just a skill to help you get out of debt, which it can. But budgeting is also a crucial element to helping you build wealth. Yeah, I think it's a great message. What does somebody do that maybe has gotten a little bit later start or kind of has that, you know, mindset of, hey, I'm going to be a consumer first and then finds financial independence or finds, hey, I want to be a millionaire later. Is it too late to start? What if they start in their 50s? Can they still achieve it? Well, I don't I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that it's never too late for somebody to get started based on the average lifespan right now of people living between 84 and 85 years. We've got a lot of time available. Now, what can they reach and what can where can they get to? That's going to be based on their effort, you know, their decisions and what they're willing to sacrifice. But I don't think it's ever too late to get better. I don't think it's ever too late to just make some decisions and to give better effort. I think what we tend to do is to look back and regret that we didn't make some decisions or we didn't do some things different. And that regret can trickle down and impact our future. I think you glance back and look at regret and say, you know what? I made a mistake or maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I still have time. And I think people that grab this message that are listening to your show and make a decision today to not waste another minute or another hour that you're going to get better with handling your money and you're going to move forward. If somebody wants to to get started and to achieve, you know, say retirement early or they want to achieve financial independence, is there a number or an amount that you've seen from these studies that you've done that kind of is a benchmark for for a lot of people? You know, in talking about that, everyone would ask me, you know, Chris, how much am I going to need or what am I going to, you know, what am I going to have to have to live the kind of retirement or financial future that I want? And I think it's going to vary based on the individual. You know, I, I talked to a lady the other day at an event who she wants to travel six times a year. Right. And so for her, her number is going to look a little bit different than someone that maybe just wants to travel once a year. And so the best way to do this is to really start to plug in and think about what do you want your retirement to look like? What do you want to do? And so I developed a free tool uh, at my website. It's called the Retire Inspired Quotient, the RIQ. Uh, you can go to chrishogan360.com and plug in some numbers to get an idea of your, your amount you're going to need. For example, we talked about budgeting, how crucial it is. The first step in the RIQ is to plug in how much you want to live on per month, and how many years you plan to retire and how much you currently have saved. Plugging in those three kind of data points will give you a ballpark understanding of how much you're going to need, the big number. But what I love about the tool is that it takes it a step further and it'll show you how much you need to be investing right now to put you on the path to get there. So again, free tool at my website, uh, chrishogan360.com. Yeah, and that's the Retire Inspired Quotient. It's a great tool. I, I did it this morning to check it out. And, and I, I think you have some great you know, advice on retirement as well in, in your book, Retire Inspired. So I have to ask you, Chris, Susie Orman made big news, right, when she said the fire people are crazy and you have to have five million to retire. What, what's your thought on this new fire movement, this financial independence retire early that's kind of big and new to the scene? Well, I, I mean, I, just based off the name, you know, the financial independence and retire early. Hey, that's right up my alley. Uh, but whenever you have someone trying to tell someone a number 
that they're going to need. I think you lose uh, the individual. I think you lose that person's dreams, uh, the principles of living focused and working hard and striving for the things that make you happy and what you are able to do for your community when you've built wealth. Those to me are all good things. So I'm wanting people to move in that direction. I want people to retire their alarm clocks. I want them doing more of the things that their heart wants to do, not things they have to do. Yeah. I remember, Chris, when I heard you speak at FinCon a couple months ago, you, you told a touching story. And, and your message after the story was getting out of your comfort zone mm. and, and trying something new and, and really taking a chance. Right. And, and if you want to, you got you to gotta get out of your comfort zone. And I think that's huge in, in someone's path to wealth and, and trying to become a millionaire is oftentimes, yeah, they take risks, but, you know, they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah, no, I think that is really important. You know, the only you, you, you can't grow if you're in your comfort zone. So getting around people that, that can help you, uh, getting information that can help you in any area of your life, I think is important. And so if you need help or you have questions, I want to encourage your listeners, please go ask. You know, if you're not sure how money works or how things are, how, you know, you got always wondered about that certain thing, find someone to ask or reach out and get resources. There's information available. I think, you know, the, the, the fear for me is that I stay the same. I want to make sure I'm getting better each and every year. And the way to do that are the people that you're around, the books that you read and the information that you take in. Yeah. And frankly, you know, those that we've interviewed, those that have the highest net worth and those that are the most successful, that's an attribute they have. They're constantly learning. Education is a huge piece of their success. Education is absolutely crucial. And also, if you think about it, you know, my, my point at, at FinCon was talking about the importance of giving. Uh, and, and I know everyone has that heart. People love to help others. And I think if we can work this path and we start to build wealth, we can do one of the greatest things you could ever do with money. And that's to be able to give to be able to impact some charities or your community or take some mission trips. Uh, we all can get excited about the thought of doing that. The problem is, is we always say someday I want to do that. And I've looked at calendars all over the place and someday's not on there. So what I want people to do is to make a decision today to really put themselves on a path, working a plan that's going to get them where they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's terrific advice and, and something that everybody needs to start sooner rather than later. Right. So just as we end here, I want to ask a teaser for the book. So you mentioned to us prior to the call that two stories stood out to you, Pam's story and Thomas story. And if there's another one, you know, fill in whatever you'd like, but maybe just briefly share one of the stories that stood out to you while writing this book. Sure. Well, you know, guys, I, I come from a single mom uh, household, uh, my brother and I, that's how we were raised. And so whenever you hear a story about a single mom or, or someone that had life happen, but they didn't stop, it, it excites me. And Pam's story is one of those. Her parents struggled financially all throughout her, her childhood. Um, her father was hardworking and taught her the, the value of hard work and just the importance of being self-sufficient. And so she went to work to be able to save for college and listen, it took her 11 years of working and going to school before she graduated at age 31. And so for her being focused and understanding that debt's a threat, she stayed really intentional. And over that time, uh, she got married, had three kids. But listen, she even paid for her husband to be able to go back to school. And now she had life happen. She lost a chunk of her money through a divorce uh, in her mid-40s. But here's what she didn't do. She didn't stop. So she picked herself back up. She stayed focused on her goals. And now she's remarried. Uh, she recently sold her company that she built from the ground up. And she's living an incredible retirement, impacting her community and doing a lot of giving. 
I love Pam's story because it's a story of resilience. It's a story of being focused, coming from humble beginnings, staying very focused, having some life happen, but she didn't stop. You know, she didn't stop. She had things that she was working forward and working toward. And so even though it took her some time, she was able to do it. And so I just I love the the effort and the hard work in her story. That's awesome. Chris, of all these millionaires, what's kind of been the savings rate they've needed to kind of get and achieve the status of millionaire? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, the, the number one tool these millionaires told me they used to be able to build their wealth was the 401k. 401ks and 403bs. And so that savings rate hits right at that 15%. You know, that's where they were. They were investing 15% consistently. Some of them were doing a little more, but on average, 15% was the big number. Uh, That was the area they stayed focused on and they never stopped from that percentage. So 15% is the target, which is what we teach. I tell people that that's where you want to be once you get yourself out of debt and you build up an emergency fund. Yeah, that's great advice. What would you tell somebody who's maybe pretty far into debt with a low net worth and it just kind of seems a little bit out of reach to be a millionaire? Yeah, I can say I know how you feel. I've been in that spot, you know, with credit card debt. I've talked to thousands of people that are in that position. And when you have debt, it's not fun. Uh, you, you, you feel frustrated. You don't feel like you're making any progress because you're working hard just for the debt. So if someone's listening to your show and they have a lot of debt, I want you to do two things. I want you to get a piece of paper and write down the debts. Look at exactly what it is that you owe. Uh, Look at it. And I want you to add up how much you're paying each month that's going out from you. And then I want you to make a decision. I want you to make a decision that you're going to get your money back. I want you to list those debts smallest to biggest. And I want you to sacrifice. I want you to sell stuff, take on extra jobs, attack and pay off that debt. So your money can stay with you and start to grow. It's not too late. You have the ability to make a decision. And for a lot of your listeners, they may be the first people in their family to ever get on this path of building wealth. I want them to show people that it is possible being consistent, staying focused and working hard. That's awesome. When is your book coming out and where can people find it? Yes. Well, the book's going to come out on January 7th of 2019. And so right now we are, uh, people can find it at my website by going to chrishogan360.com. Uh, but all the places you can find books, Amazon, all the bookstores, it's going to be out there. And I'm excited to, to meet people. We'll be doing book tour all around the country. So I'm looking forward to meeting people and meeting more of these everyday millionaires. That's awesome. That's Chris Hogan, retire inspired and everyday millionaires. Thanks for coming on our show. Thank you for having me guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast with Clark Sheffield and Chase Mattinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website at millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from another everyday millionaire.